Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform podcast. I'm your host, Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the unique challenges service members face during pregnancy, postpartum recovery, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten senior leaders and new moms alike on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, this is going to be a solo episode today. I am just recovering from a cold and I'm feeling pretty congested, so excuse my voice and if I have to clear my throat a bit. Recently, I was the Hispanic Heritage Month guest speaker at Fort Jackson in South Carolina. And so I figured I'd share this the speech that I gave. It was pretty well received. And I have some friends that weren't able to make it who wanted to hear it. And I figured this is the best way to share it. So first of all, I'd like to just thank the 193rd Infantry Brigade and Captain Rebecca Cadet in particular for asking me to be the guest speaker. And actually, the way I started out the speech was really directed to Rebecca. So here it goes. When I was asked to speak to you today, I will admit I felt like somewhat of a fraud because I don't generally think of myself as Hispanic. A woman, definitely. A woman in a male-dominated career field, absolutely. A single mother, yes. But my mind doesn't necessarily classify myself as Hispanic first. My Spanish needs a lot of practice, and I'm a terrible salsa dancer. But when I remember things like helping my mother with English words when I was a kid, and that my absolute favorite comfort food is frijoles y tortillas, you know, then I remember, yes, I am Hispanic. And now, my S1 shop has to share with my battalion leadership how to add the tilde, that squiggly line over the enya in my last name, so it's spelled accurately on all admin actions. And I do appreciate that, S1. And I will admit, I felt liberated when I got married and had a new Anglo last name, a name no one ever mispronounced, a name everyone knew how to spell, and a name that gave a positive first impression, the impression that I was completely white and that I belonged. So even after I got divorced, I held on to that Anglo name until it just did not make sense anymore. Because as many in this room have experienced, equality does not always exist. It's hard enough being a woman in the army. A minority woman, it just gets complicated. Ultimately, we all want to be respected for our talents and skills, not judged because we look or speak differently. So as it turns out, I am very much Hispanic. I suspect being in this American melting pot, especially the microcosm that is this military culture, it can make a lot of us feel like we occasionally lose touch with our roots. And that's just another reason these events are so important. Hispanic Heritage Month celebration. They remind us who we are, who the diverse people we work and live alongside are, and remind us to appreciate each other more. To the Hispanic and Latinos listening, feel very proud. My family, like so many immigrants, arrived here in the U.S. expecting a more equitable and more inclusive society in which to raise their families and build their lives. But that was not the case. The word equality means a state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities, while the word equitable means fair and impartial, a proportional distribution, and having a name like Pena 
which is my last name, I have not shared that on the podcast before, does not always result in impartiality, especially when it comes to opportunities. I'll break this down a little more for those in the audience who may not fully comprehend the difference between equity versus equality. I think you're all tracking equality, but equity, however, is giving everyone what they need to successfully achieve the same result, but we do not all need the same things to achieve a similar end state or result. Here's an example. Let's say the end state is that everyone go for a bicycle ride. Now think of a bike. What does that bike look like in your head? Equality in this situation would be to give everyone the same bike, but we're all different. A baby may need a child seat on the back of her mother's bike, A young child may need a bike with training wheels. A handicapped person may need a hand-cranked bike. Providing each of these individuals with, with the unique bike they require to successfully go for a bike ride requires very different bikes. That is equity. Now, we can dive even deeper into that if we want to get into the terrain. Are we riding the bike on a paved road, on the side of a rocky mountain, on the beach? I mean, you can keep going. The Army, by its very nature, is not always known for its equity. For example, we're all issued the same equipment, different sizes perhaps, but it wasn't until I went to a special operations unit that I actually received body armor specifically designed for me, a woman, and a petite one at that. It was a game changer for me. I could suddenly shoot, move, and communicate infinitely better. Reflecting on my own experiences, education is the number one thing that helped me to achieve equity for myself. Building on my talents and skills is how I was able to take advantage of opportunities. That is until I became a mother. Now childcare, the quality, the affordability, the length of time childcare is available, and that is what allows me to continue to serve in the Army, especially as a single parent. All it takes is for my kid to get the slightest fever, and my day will be completely off. But I digress. I attended a family wedding last weekend and was surrounded by reminders of my Guatemalan heritage. I even brought back my uncle to listen to the speech be given live. Just a little background on my family. Both of my parents were born and raised in Guatemala, a country that suffered from a 35-year-long guerrilla war. That war finally ended in 1997, but the end of the formal conflict did not bring security. My parents grew up across the street from each other until my father left to experience the American dream and drove through Mexico to attend college in the U.S. Instead, he received his Vietnam War draft notice. He didn't have to go, but he did. When my father redeployed in 1969, he got a job working for General Electric in Lynn, Massachusetts. It was one of the few companies actively hiring veterans at the time. He found an opportunity and he took it. Massachusetts became my birthplace and my dad got his citizenship. He went on to sponsor countless family members with their citizenship applications, including my mother, grandmother, and numerous first cousins. This is a story so many immigrants from south of the border can relate to, except today, simply crossing the border and finding an excellent job isn't so easy. Although I am able to connect to my origin story as a first-generation-born American, I still don't automatically think of myself as Hispanic. So who am I? An American? A single mother? A soldier? A paratrooper? Yes, I'm all of that, until I attend an event 
such as Hispanic Heritage Month celebrations, and I am a proud Guatemalteca. I appreciate this opportunity to reflect on my own personal path that brought me here today. I encourage you all to take some time to reflect on your own personal stories. Our unique heritage makes organizations like the Army better. Diversity, equality, equity, it all comes down to making us a more unified team. So how can we help each other to be successful? All of our needs are unique. Maybe it's sending your soldiers off to more schools. Maybe it's giving the parent a break to take care of a young, sick child. There continues to be much room for improvement in the Army and in society as a whole. And events like Hispanic Heritage Month, they help us to take a step closer towards keeping us unified. We stand stronger when we are shoulder to shoulder, striving towards a common goal or mission. And in a professional environment like this, we should always be respected for our talents and skills. Personally, I've learned to reflect and to accept myself as I am, that I am good enough as I am. To reflect on those times I lowered my standards, like holding on to that Anglo last name and not fully appreciating my strengths as a first-generation born American. I've had time to learn from my experiences, and now I'm happy to be at a point in life where I can build positivity from it and ensure my son never shies away from its uniqueness. As soldiers who support the defense of our nation, our character must include integrity, strong morals, and high standards. You must hold true to who you are. You are better for it. Please remember, we have all sworn the same oath to our flag and constitution. Thank you very much. This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense, nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.